in our final segment, we want to talk about remembrance. Because if you are going to become loyal and faithful and dedicated to someone, to God, to your church, to your pastor, or to any relationship you are in, one of the major keys that will secure you is the key of remembrance. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6. I'm going to give you this one very short. It's a short antidote to disloyalty. And it will be a blessing for your life. Just a few minutes and then we will be out of here. We pray for ourselves and then we go home. Is it in order? Let's start from verse 3. He says, Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that ye may increase mightily. How many would like to increase mightily? Fantastic. As the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth with milk and honey. Verse 4. Let's all read together. Go. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and thou shalt... Be, and they shall be as frontless between thine eyes, and thou shalt what? A doorpost of your house and on thy gates. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he sweats unto your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, and to give thee great and goodly cities, which thou buildest not, and houses full of good things, which thou fillest not, and wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God and serve him and shalt swear by his name. Hallelujah. Did you read the scripture? Did you get it? God says, beware. Lest you forget the Lord. One of the reasons why many people become disloyal, become rebels, or break relationships, is because they lack the power of remembrance. They forget. They quickly forget. And God is saying to them that when I bring you to a good land and you eat and you are full, hey, and you come to a land of olive and vineyards, he says, beware. Tell somebody, beware. beware. Have you been to a house where they've written beware of dogs before? What does it mean? Because a dog can bite you. What they are also saying is that mind the gap. Because there is a gap. Don't assume that when you come into your goodly land 
and into your blessing, you will always remember and you will always love and you will always defer to and you will always respect and you will always honor and you will always be happy and you will always be around and you will always want to be here and you will always be enthralled by even the teaching. Sometimes by the time you get to a point, you are not as enthralled. Your wow effect has disappeared. So let me very quickly give you seven things that can help you, seven keys that will help you to remember so that you can deliver yourself. Is it a good idea? You think it's a good idea? Aha. It is coming. I said it is coming. I said it is coming. God is going to elevate you, but you need to beware. Number one, I want you to recognize, continually recognize the people God has used in your life. Continually recognize the people God has used in your life. Continually recognize the people God has used in your life. Continually recognize the people. Everybody is a product of other people. People have made input in your life to make you who you are today. Nobody is an already made product descending from heaven. Oh, people are in your life. Somebody gave birth to you. It's a blessing. Continually recognize the one who gave birth to you. Somebody took you to school. Somebody paid your fees. When you couldn't eat, somebody fed you. When you couldn't walk, somebody carried you. You you should never forget it. It is when you forget that you can easily break that friendship, break that relationship, ascribe witchcraft to that object and manifest your rebellion. Somebody's preach to you yes you may even say that i just came to the church by myself i gave my life to christ by myself but you can never say that because without you knowing people have been if you if you think a little bit you will recognize that god used people to be a blessing for your life in 1981 i had finished o level i was about to go to sixth form i was about to do my exams i finished actually and you need to fill out your sixth form Shit, which school you are going to? And I came to Premier College, one to five. I went to South Central School, LA. Kumasi, uh, uh, Kumasi City Council, LA, KCC. It was a school, yes. That's how they used to laugh at us. Where is it? It's somewhere. I wish I could take a drive there. It's somewhere here, isn't it? Yeah. Hey. And I lived at Kwadaswa Estate and walked to school. So where is Kwadaswa Estate? It's somewhere here. And KCC is where? It's also somewhere there. I'm sure it's quite a distance. It's not far. It's not far at all. Okay, no problem. But you saw me there, no, you're far. Why? <laughs> so when I, I knew, actually cancelled my choice for secondary school about three or four times until I finally chose Premper because my friend told me that his brother goes to Premper and nobody will bully him. 
And in those days, they used the bullying to frighten us. If you go to the Spanish you will eat gari soakings with quinine as punishment. They will put compass under your feet and you will stand there for hours. By the time you get up, you can't even walk. We were afraid. So when he told me that his brother is in Premper College and his brother is very strong and nobody will bully us, I just used that to choose the school. But I know that now when I look back, it was God who was guiding my hand. Because the first day I entered Premper College, I met somebody who collected a tin of milk from me. That first day, I opened my job, he saw the provisions, he, he got a tin of milk. He said, he's not in the school, he had finished O-level, the exams had been cancelled, and he was trying to do it again, and he had come to study. And he told me that he would take me to somebody. When he gives me to that person, nobody will punish me. So he took me to an SU guy. And that SU brother took me to SU the first day. And I never looked back. So having been in South Central early after that, I felt that coming to Kumasi would not be difficult. So I came to school here. But now I was about to finish O-level and I needed to choose a sixth form. They used to say that I'll be SP, and the SPs were not doing well. So I was a, a bit double-minded as to whether to choose Prempe or not to. So I went to ask my father, what school should I choose? Then he gave me three words. Choose, no, go to Achimota. So go to Achimota. Now, you may not see how important this is, but if I were to tell you how I grew up, I never knew my father till I was about 14 years old. I didn't even know his name. I was shy. I was afraid. I was timid. I didn't want to ask. I couldn't ask. I didn't know what I would be told. When I'm angry, they beat me and I'm crying. I say, take me to my father. Take me to my father. But I didn't even know his name. When they ask us to write, my father, the essay you write when you are in class 5 or you are in class 4. I don't know what to write. I imagine the name of the person and then I write something. I'd never known him. So I came to meet him when I was in form four, which was like maybe 79. So you see that you are not the only one who didn't know his father, isn't it? But to this day, I thank my God that I never saw him till I actually met him for the first time when I was about 13, 14 years old. By that time, I was SU. By that time, I knew God. I knew how to read the Bible. By that time, I loved church. I didn't have any cruise. By that time, the channel for serving God was clearly in front of me and I was, I was not deviating from it at all. It never bothered me from that time that I didn't know my father. It never became an issue that why did he not look for me and didn't care for me from, from when I was one year old or one day old all the way till I was 14, 13, 14 years before he's now appearing. And I never stayed with him till I was in form four, which was about 79. So by the time I went to stay with him, I was SU secretary. I feared God. I had no bitterness in my heart because Christ, like David said, when my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord would take me up. But I thank God, you know, because... I am grateful to God that I didn't stay with him from day one. 
Because let me tell you something. If I look at the people who stayed with my father from day one, how is their life like? None of them is a bishop. Yes, they all love God, but they even came to meet God in their latter years, maybe in their 30s. So it's even not the same. But I got born again, properly saved, looking up to God, trusting him from about 30 years old. I've never looked back. And I thank God for the time that I met him. And then when he had to make that input in my life was, which sixth form should I go to? It's in Achimota school that I met Bishop Dag. And it's meeting Bishop Dag that I became a pastor. It's becoming a pastor that I became a reverend. It's becoming a reverend that I became a bishop. It's becoming a bishop that I'm standing in front of you today preaching at a conference. Therefore, based on that, I will never and can never dishonor my father for the time that he didn't look after me or he didn't come near me. I don't know why and I don't even care because I thank my God that he didn't come early. Maybe if he had come when I was going to uh, secondary school, he would have sent me to a cracker. And if I had gone to a cracker, because I don't know any a cracker student who has become a pastor or a bishop around us. <laughs> you see, I'm saying what I'm saying because some of you, you look at people who have been a help to you and you cannot, you can't see even the help because maybe something happened along the line. They didn't look after you at a certain junction and somebody else picked you. So you are bored with them for not taking you through all the way. But I thank God. If my father had not said to me, go to Achimota, I may have come back to Premper College and probably end up at Tech and never met Bishop Dag. Or maybe met him later, by which time my sensitivity, spiritual sensitivities, would have been hardened a bit and very as you, I would not, I would even criticize him. Because Bishop Dag, he was very unconventional. Very unconventional in the service of God. But I thank God for my father. You are always, you, you even think your mother is a witch. Because you don't continually remember and recollect those who have been a blessing to you all the way that you were growing up. God told the Israelites, thou shalt remember all the way that the Lord brought you from Egypt and came through the sea, the Red Sea, and through the wilderness until he took you to the promised land. You have to remember all the way, the different ways. And when I remember the different ways, there are people that they stand in my life Every role they have played is so valuable to me. It has made me who I am. It has made me who I am. It has made me who I am. And what should I say about Bishop Dag? What should I say about Bishop Dag? Oh, so selfless. Anything he, he is, he wants me to be. I thank God I met him. He led me to the Holy Ghost baptism. Because of him, I began to speak in tongues. Because of him, I took church work and ministry very seriously. Because of him, I learned how to lead worship. I could lead worship, but he, he polished me very nicely. And helped me to be a leader, a worship leader, and not just a worship singer. 
<laughs> he says, look at the faces of the people when you are leading worship. They don't know their songs. Pierre, they don't know their songs. Pierre, they don't know their songs. Look at their faces. When you don't look at their faces, you'll be singing on top of their heads as if you are talking to giraffes. It helped me to take writing the words seriously, making sure I teach the church seriously, making sure they participate seriously. And in doing that, the church came, became alive. I became a very powerful worship leader. People really liked when I led worship. They really liked it in the church. It was very nice. Those old members who used to be at the uh, uh, canteen and Kolegono uh, and so on. So, some of you are new. Just a mobile chair. In Tinumuni Musa, Mitimili do worship a power Yeah. Then one day I was leading worship. When been leading worship, been leading worship, Bishop Dark said, I think you, you should be doing teaching also. You have to learn to combine it. I love teaching. I admire teachers. But he told me I should take it seriously. I started to gather the teachings from tapes. I started to write notes and manuals and create manuals. He told me, you can teach pastors. You can train them also. We went together to SU to develop school of the word manuals. Because we got hand out from SU and used it to pattern our school of the word. Solid foundation. Um, School of apologetics. Victorious living. And I taught some of those schools so many times I could take those manuals without looking at them and teach them with their verses, everything without looking at them. I could read the notes without a notebook. And then he said, you can teach. Take it seriously. I started to do camps. Bishop Dag, today through those teachings, I've gone to America. Through those teachings, I've gone to London. Look, there was a particular year, about two years ago, I went to London almost every month to the end of the year. Every two weeks. I go two weeks, then I come. I stay for two weeks, then I go. Then I, I, I go for two weeks, then I come. Then I come for two weeks, then I go. Then I go for two weeks. One day I went to, I got to the immigration. The guy the immigration said, why do you come here so often? I said, because I am an executive pastor of my church. And I have the liberty to decide when I go and when I come. <laughs> then he said, but he works for whatever uh, organization. He cannot be traveling like that. I said, that's your problem. Because I, so he finances your problem. I said, it's my organization. He said, how come you have the organization to fun, finance you all your trips like that? I said, because I am one of them. We are three executive pastors. I am one of them. And I can determine when I go and when I come. He looked at me. I think he got confused. Stamped that thing and gave me my passport. Wait till I'm going. Through Bishop Dag, I've gone to almost every country you can name. You! <laughs> you don't want to honor the people that have been a blessing for your life. Sometimes they are a blessing for your life, then at some point, then because everybody who is a good leader, who is a good, who makes good input in your life, there will be times when they have to be hard on you to shape in you properly because there are many rough edges in our lives. And I thank God, without knowing some of these principles, I just 
through Christian upbringing, I decided to be committed and faithful to this man of God. I have a house because of Bishop Dag. I never thought I could build. I said I'll never build. Me, I don't like building. I don't like when I, we were building church, when I, the struggle we have with all these workers, I'm not about to go through it. That's all. To be okay for me. Bishop Dag said, you can build a house. Then one day he, ha- he, made, he, he preached a series. You shall build, you shall not want. Then at one point he said, you shall build a house. I took the teaching seriously. I bought a land. When I saw the land, I said, Bishop, it's too far. He said, build there. It's not far enough. <laughs> build, you can build there. It won't be long. The city will catch up with it. I said, hey, it was far. I remember standing on the land and folded my arms as I looked into the bush. But I thank God that when he spoke, I accepted it. And today, I have, I have houses. Security reasons. You see, you have to learn to recollect, remember, and ascribe honor to the people who have been a blessing for your life. Because God uses people to touch your life. In Genesis 30, 27, Laban, who was Jacob's uncle, was speaking. And listen to what he said. That is what you must also say. Are you listening to me? Where's your notebook? Where's your Bible? Where's your uh, pen? It's on your iPad. No problem. No problem. I'm just checking. Because if I don't check, I may not see the sight and I will not hear the sound. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thine eyes, tarry. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has what? Has what? Some of you want to say it is the Lord who blessed me. You want to remove every human element from it. But Laban said, I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. Because of you, I am blessed. Because of you, my goods have multiplied. Because of you, my sheep have multiplied. Because of you, I have a car. Because of Bishop Dad, I drive a car. I have driven cars. Cars, brand new tear rubber cars. Somebody will say, ah, maybe that's why you serve him. But long before, if, if the first car was ever bought in the church, I was still serving. I was still loyal. I was still dedicated. There was no hope of even traveling. And when even traveling started, I was not not that I was not considered. It was not even appropriate the time for me to go anywhere. I was in the house. You would have changed your face and changed your behavior because even though he has helped me, now he is not making me travel. My father looked at, after me, but he didn't take me abroad. My father paid my fees. He never bought me an issue. You may never know how your father has been an honest and a just man because he does not want to do deals at his workplace and steal from his office. He never bought himself a shirt for the last five years so that you can have a decent education. But by doing that, he couldn't afford shoe for you, but he could afford school fees and a few provisions for you to survive in school. The Lord has blessed me 
because of you. Who has who who have you been blessed through? Who has brought sanity into your life? Because because of somebody today, you can dress that your breasts are not showing. Hey, what I was scared. Because somebody is the reason why now you dress decently. You have to remember that. Somebody taught you how to preach. Somebody trained you how to read your Bible and share it with someone. Somebody even identified you and said, you go and start a church in this corner of the city. Somebody identified. You see, those people, they are special in your life. That's why he told them in Deuteronomy 6. He said, all the things I'm commanding you, teach it to your children. So that you don't forget them. Write it on your doorpost so you don't forget them. Bind them, let them be like frontless between your eyes so that you don't forget them. The problem is that most of us do not rehearse the goodness of others to our children and our children's children. When it was Bishop Dark's birthday this year, I wrote a piece and sent it to my family members, my children, my wife. I said to them, I want to say happy birthday to Bishop Dark. Because of Bishop Dark, I have a house. Because of Bishop Dark, I have all this ministry that I have. Because of Bishop Dark, I've traveled abroad. It is through Bishop Dark that I learned to preach. It's because I, re- I was rehearsing it. I was deliberately rehearsing it to my wife and to my children for them to know the source of my blessing. My wife can never therefore come and stand in front of me and say, what has this man done for you? But you can easily have a Jezebel for a wife. And that Jezebel will remind you that since you came to this man, what has he done for you? What at all has he done? Because you've never rehearsed it. He said, this thing that I'm commanding you, teach it to your children and to your children's children. So what good has come to you? Tell your children. Tell your wife. Tell your parents. Tell your brothers. Let them know. I tell my brothers. I tell my sisters. They all know. When Bishop Dag was just my friend, they knew him. When he became my pastor, they knew it. When he's my bishop, they knew it. They all know why I am what I am. They know where I've come from. They know what I do. They know that I travel because of Bishop Dag. They know I have a car because of Bishop Dag. They know I have a house because of Bishop Dag. They know that I am honored in society because of Bishop Dag. They know that I'm a bishop of no mean repute because of Bishop Dag. They know it. You don't rehearse it. So you yourself forget the people around you don't even know any blessing that has come into your life through anybody. One day Bishop Dag went to Tulsa, Oklahoma to see um, Papa Hagen preaching. Then he said, while he was there, the Lord spoke to him and said, honor this man. So he said, oh yes, I'll honor him. So he prepared his offering. An offering. When he prepared the offering, he happened to be in the service and Papa Hagen was preaching. And that day, that moment, he decided to tell them the blessing that has come in his life throughout the year and the amount of tithe he has paid that year. So when he was recounting the tithe he had paid, it was something in the millions, the title. 
So when he saw the offering he had prepared for the man of God, and he had the tithe that he was calling, he said, Ah, and I'm a crap dollar. So he pocketed the money and went to his room and went to sleep. He said, In the night, the Lord took him up and said, You, you are ungrateful. It is through this man that you received an anointing to teach. And he always says it. He was soaking in Papa Higgins' tape and an anointing came up into him. He, heard, he, saw, he felt something and he heard the voice say, from today you can teach. So he always ascribed his anointing to Bishop Dag, uh, uh, Papa Higgins. He said, now you are sitting here. Go and honor the man. You have put the money in your pocket and you are sitting down. The car you drive is because of this man. The house you have is because of this man. You are staying married because of this man because Papa Higgins never divorced. It was a message for him. And you are sitting here. Go and honor the man. And you are talking. He said he began to cry. The next day he went and gave him the, gave the offering to his son to give to Papa Hagen. And he later called him and just said thank you to him. That's all. And then he became relieved. Because if you are genuine, you would know that somebody is the reason for who you are. Yeah. And when you say it, some people say, why are you always calling the person's name? Is he God? You see, ignorant people, unlearned people, and ungrateful people, they don't understand when we are saying thank you for somebody's life. They don't understand it. That's why nobody will also ascribe anything to you. But I thank God for his life. One day I was in my office. I was in my office. I, he called me. Pierre, are you there? I said, I'm there. He said, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm just doing normal office work. He said, oh, meet me downstairs. I went downstairs to the car park. I was standing there waiting. Didn't know what to expect. While I was there, I saw him. He drove a car, parked it in front of me. The car went when he came out, he took the keys. He said, this is your car. I was not expecting it because I had a car that was working already. So he said, look, that's your old car. Give it to this person. Old but very nice new executive type of car that I was using. He said, but take this one because this one is more modern, more gadgety." stability. If you are if you are speeding, it will tell you that either you drop the height of the car or I drop it myself. The car will be the writing will come and show you that the height is too much. I'll drop it or hey. And you know what? That car was bought for him. But complex, complex. no, no, complex, complex. come and get this car. Come and get this car. And the car that was intended for him, he passed it on to me. Oh, fresh one. Nice executive car. Even, even, there was nowhere to put a key to spark it. 
called another lady. How do we spark this car? She also couldn't tell. Press the bricks and press this knob here. The car will start. Africa started. How do you move? Handbrakes. So you need maybe a handbrake. Wow. Inti Michel Carnassi, me who handbrake. Michel, me who handbrake. Michel, no man who be beat to say break sign be. Me maswa and yashe. Me piaswa and yashe. So how do you disengage? A new car cannot spoil the handbrake like that by stepping on the accelerator. So bring the manual. We brought the manual. So we brought the manual ready. He said, oh, once you spark the car, step on the accelerator, the handbrake itself will disengage and then you continue. I said, wow. Hey. Fantastic. Connecting my phone. Minya caller. Cray. Neda. Kanu. Umiya bibia. Na kasa. One day a policeman stopped me. He said, You are speaking on your phone. I said, Me? Did you see me hold, holding the phone to speak? I was very bold. I said, Me? You saw me? He said, Yes, you are talking on your, you're on your phone. I said, Me? I, said, I opened the window. I said, Gentlemen, my car can speak without a handset. Hey! Hey! You see, you may think that because the man is giving you something, oh mami bibia, mean to me your lawyer, on chemi bibia, mean to me newechi. But listen, we have not followed because there are gifts that are given us, but it's because we are also faithful. Loyalty also has its own rewards. Are you listening to me? I said, Are you listening to me? Up till today, I have never quarreled with him. Because he's a blessing for my life. He's my launcher. He's the one who launched me in ministry. He's the one who, 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 who is my example in ministry. I want to teach like him. I want to preach like him. I want to have the same effect he has when he preaches. That's my heart. That's my determination. You. <laughs> When your pastor preaches, it doesn't strike you as anything. Every day comparing him with this. Bishop Dag is my favorite preacher. I listen to him every day. Almost every day. Almost. Sunday, Sunday, sometimes when I'm going, I want to hear his voice so that I will know how my voice can also sound. Ooh, when I preach in my church, they are very happy. And I'm preaching so so that even if I don't preach like Paul or preach like Peter, but I can preach like Bishop Dag, I think I would have done something in this life. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you need to continually recognize the people God has used to bless your life. And you need to recollect all the different things 
and rehearse them. Every year, I write something, a remembrance of something. Every year. Sometimes I say, you helped me to do this, to, to, to stay married. You counseled me at a point and helped me to be st- stabilized. You helped me to do this. You, you, you said something to me on this day and it really did something in my life. I have, I have used your books eh, and been invited because of your books so much as if I am the author of the book. That's why when I come, I say this, I'm preaching from my book. I'm preaching from my book. Because I am a book. But you are always looking for something to criticize. Some fault to find. I'm full of admiration. You have a note of, okay, yeah, it's about Bishop, but what about Bishop Patrick? What words of wisdom do you glean from him? What example do you see of his life that is also helping you to walk along a certain path? What about your pastor and the words of counsel and the hugs you get that always bring comfort to your soul? Why don't you have such recollections and, and recounting them? See, I can say, stand up and say thank you. You say, I just want to say thank you. God bless you. No, that's thank you. I'm saying thank you because I remember when I came to this church, I had three boyfriends. When I was in the church, but you were still, I was still with them. I didn't know why I should let them go because all of them were helping me. This one was giving me money. This one, he always um, accompanied me when my mother sends me somewhere. And this one, he, he was very good with me in school. He taught me many things. But through your teaching, I started to drop them one by one. A year after joining this church, I lost all of them. I sacrificed them to the Lord. Two years after one of them died of HIV. I want to thank you because if it was not for you, I would have died of HIV. You see, that you, you recollect. The day a bad thought comes into your mind that this man doesn't like me, it cannot stay because the many things you have recollected and recounted and attributed to him will cancel the negativities. That's why when Bishop Dark sent to, sent, transferred me from the Kodesh to airport branch of Lighthouse Chapel International, there was no problem. Because there was no note of suspicion that maybe he's sidelining me. Or that he's not happy with me. Or that he's angry. So he's sending me to a small church for me to go and suffer. Because in Ghana, when you work at ministries or some company and you are very hot there, they can transfer you to what you are saying. <laughs> Why are you too known? It's like you are agitating for, it's like the salary, you know, when you check the inflation rate and you multiplied it by the uh, exchange rate of the city and divided it by the uh, basket of goods and, the, and, the, and divide and, mo- and found the square root, you realize that there's an index that should be multiplied to a salary but it's not being multiplied and you are wondering why they are still sitting. Say, ah, my guy, we know. Oh, free hefa. Is there a place called Tranaba? 
Eh? I always mention it because some friend of mine used to come from that place. I don't know, but I don't know where it is. Whether it is a place in Ghana or a place somewhere in Togo. Tranaba. It's a town. Are you hearing me today? Is somebody hearing me? Look, many bad thoughts will come to you. But the Bible says that the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. Where do they take place, imaginations? And every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge, the knowledge, something that's exhausting itself is contending with the knowledge of Christ. It's on the same level, but it's super, trying to supersede the knowledge of Christ. Where does knowledge take place? Will it not be in your mind? And then bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. A thought comes from where? It's also in the mind, isn't it? And therefore, you need a lot of mental work. Mind work. To overcome thoughts, imaginations. Imaginations of go and start your church and be the senior pastor. Thoughts of they don't like you. Thoughts of can't you see that they are not minding you? Can't you see that he didn't uh, greet you when he was passing? Can't you see? It's a thought. It comes. And sometimes without any basis, it will fight you until you break a relationship. But if you can do that mental work, I said, Bishop Doug, he has never done me any evil. He can't send me to airport because he's punishing me. It's not because I'm trying to be feel that I'm very anointed and powerful at the Kodesh. No. Without instruments. But when I went, I armed myself with the love that he has demonstrated over the years and the care that he has shown to me and the help he has been to me throughout many years of friendship with him. And I stabilized myself and I went jumping and, you know, excited and walked into the church. I said, today is the new season of your life. And boy, the church is blossoming and flourishing. Last year he was there. This year he's there. When he was leaving, I said, I said to him, maybe you should, you should consider, you know, having a season of preaching here. That you take some weeks. He said, oh, why not? Why not? Why not? I said, oh, if not, why not? Then why not? <laughs> so when I go, I'm going to arrange it so that a part, maybe next year for some weeks, maybe March to April ending, every Sunday we preach first service, second service, third service. First service, second service, third service. First service, second service, one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Then he can go back to first love. Hey! Why not? I said, why not? I say, why not? Why can you not say somebody has been a blessing for your life? Some, some of you, your senior brother has been a blessing. But you can't even pick his calls. Your mother looked after you. There's a song be like that. And then he went to the farm. Then he saw a tiger, and the tiger came to collect his wife. And then he said he would shoot the tiger. The tiger spoke and said, There's a song be like that. There's a song be like that. I just can't remember the, the tune. 
Eh? One or two. Uh, two mommy and two mommy and doctor. Eh? Yeah, ma'am, but the word Hey! It's like my mother is a type of tiger who is trying to kill my wife. Everybody in your house, your house, you suspect the person of some type of witchcraft or some kind of juju. Witchcraft. Meanwhile, you preach, you read the Bible, and the Bible tells you that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And no weapon that is fashioned against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment is condemned. And you, you are a believer. You can't believe these things. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So where are all those scriptures in the face of these enemies when the Bible says that thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies? You can't even believe them. Because you afraid that the auntie will chew them. When you see your senior sister who is not married, you don't want to go there because on worry, you know, why really couldn't mean I was home. Ain't you do Knukosrani, why shall not Uknejao? Because big sister no worried that and she has eaten all her husbands in the spirit. Why shall not do Knukoha Wakuno? Wahumu, Afu Uknubeba non Pawasembio. You see, sometimes all these things are like some, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's just spooky, too spooky. And so anti scripture many times. Turn to your neighbor and greet her. You can't turn because everybody has some witchcraft or other. Now, who do you be? Remember, people who have been a blessing. For your life. The Lord has blessed me because of you. No matter how seemingly insignificant the blessing. Some of you, somebody just encouraged you to stay in this church. And through that, you became stable in your and, and you even found a husband in the church. That person is an important element in your life. But because she didn't buy you a wedding gown. Or did not attend the wedding, he's a witch. He's a stupid woman. Or he's somebody that, you know, I mean, he, 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 he. <laughs> okay, let's, let's finish because we are almost done. We are almost done. I'm going to just read the rest. The next one is to study history. Study history. Hey. Now, history doesn't mean go and take a dubuahin and. Uh, 
<laughs> and then what? Eh? Sundiata, 1992. I mean, that's not the type of history I'm talking about. But, but even if you are a government person, you'll be, it will be good for you to read those history. That, that, that sort of history you need to read. And see what happened. Read the revolutions. What brought them about. And how they, they came on and what they did. So that you become wise. If some of the people who are either were to read the 79 coup. First of all, the 77 or 78 palace coup. Which brought Akufu to replace a champion. And then 79 coup, which brought Rollins. The first failed one of May 15th uprising, which didn't work. And the June 4th one, which worked. And then the 31st December one, which also worked. They, you, you, they, will, become, they will stop some of the things they are doing. I mean, why? Doom so. Okay, then you are also in Ghana. <laughs> yeah. Oh, are you serious? Please turn on our lights. I don't think this one is from. Is this a doom that has happened? It cannot be possible. Wow. Hey. History will not make you forget. The Bible says in Exodus 1.8 It says Now there arose a new king over Egypt which knew not Joseph. My children should not rise up and not know Bishop Dag. They may put up a character against him that I would not be happy about. A new king came up in Egypt who didn't know Joseph. Now, Joseph is a very important person in Egypt. Joseph is the one who came from Israel and he was put in prison and then he translated, he interpreted a dream and through the interpretation, he brought great deliverance to Egypt. He's a very significant, he was a governor, the second, like a vice president in Egypt. He brought great deliverance. His name became a household name. You can't rise up and forget Joseph and the things he did for that country. Ghana, we suffer from this. We've forgotten how Kwame Nkrumah helped us. We've forgotten the ideals. That's why we don't make roads. Up to today, we have not been able to add one meter to the motorway that he constructed. The universities he, he, he created for us, we can't even add new ones. We have to just paint over them as a country. Only private people. Roads. Education. Healthcare. Almost every aspect of the country is just going down. And this is not about NDC or MPP. It's about bad leaders that we have had, whether MPP or NDC. In terms of the outcome of NPP ruling, NDC ruling, and by the time MPP finished, it were epic. 
By the time NDC have not finished yet, we are in Dumso, 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 Dumso. Hey! IMF. Why? Oh, a mobo. May God deliver us. In your own life, what is your history? There's a history of your life. Study it. Study where did you come from? Where did you train? Who looked after you in school? Who cared for you when your father and mother were not around? Who trained you? Who has made you who you are? One one man say say what me o tree me come come what what you hold me to say urababi obapa bohima mercy somebody study that history and you see that now you look beautiful you are Mrs. Kumsen but you are not always Mrs. Kumsen there's a history there's a history and sometimes when people want to manifest their misbehavior they cut out portions of their history as if it didn't happen and just wipe it off so that it's like nobody, this woman has done nothing for me. Fear people who say this one has done nothing for me. Fear them. Because even your help you are giving to them, one day they will say you did nothing for them. Manager, are you listening to me? I said, are you listening to me? Listen to what I'm saying. Study it. It's when, what I was recounting, that my father, I met him when I was 13, 14 years old, when he he gave me go to Achimota. It's history. It's a study. It's a study. You don't do any history of your life. And when your history is written, it's almost as if there was certain people at certain junctions, they were not there. Study it. It will secure you. It will secure you. Study how you came to be married. Somebody spoke to you ah, to say, Kase ope, kase mepe, kase mepe, kase mepe, kase mepe, obape janya, which I know now, guy, you tell my bus stop. Last bus, Nasa. And then you agreed. And never will mommy answer. This person's voice is no longer significant in your life. Who married you? Sometimes when people are doing things like, eh, this pastor, this is, ah, ah, this pastor, he is the one who even introduced the two of you. He is the one who counseled you. He put you together. He trained you. He, he even solved various quarrels. And now you are saying that he has done nothing for you. You even call him this man. When you study history, hello, when you study history, you become cool. Any bad thought that comes to your mind, Nasib, your history will, 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 will fight the thought and push it out of your mind and stabilize your heart and tell you that Jack, because I remember I should have died. I should have been in my grave. I've had accidents before that I almost died. And they came to my side. They strengthened me. It's not today that they are no longer significant in my life. History will stabilize your thinking. I will every year I will recount Bishop Dad, you have been good to me. You have been kind to me. When you don't recount it, it's like studying a subject that you forget. 
you can easily forget. You know, sometimes something will happen. Okay, say about seven years ago, no, I, I just say, eh, men kayo. But the fact that one kaino is because you have forgotten. And that's why the Bible says, beware. Tell somebody, beware. beware. Lest you forget. Say amen. amen. So study history. If Pharaoh has studied history, Egypt would have been intact. All their children died, firstborns. All their cattle died. All their farms got bent with hailstones and hail fire. All their water was turned to blood. All their the city was filled with frogs. All because this Pharaoh who came, if you are not there when Joseph was there, all you need to do is to just read the history of Egypt so that you can know that ah, so these people who have multiplied in the land, no, they are not foolish people. They are actually people who have helped us before. So we shouldn't maltreat them. It's by maltreating the Israelites that the whole of Egypt got destroyed. And by the time they were finished, the whole army of Egypt drowned in the sea. All because you failed to remember that there was once a a Joseph in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, may you be stabilized by the history of your life and the history of your whole encounter with God. In Jesus' name. Say amen. Number three, do not let your success destroy your memory. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swear unto your father. So remember, remember, don't let your success eh, make you forget. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 10, he says, When thou hast eaten and art full, then thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given you. Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes which I command you this day. Lest when you have eaten and you are full. This talks about success. It talks about prosperity. When you eat and you are full, you can easily forget. He says then your heads have multiplied and your flocks have multiplied your silver and your your gold have multiplied and thine heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God. Tell somebody I will never forget. When I am successful. When I prosper. I prospered. Tell somebody I prospered and I'm prospering. But when I prosper big, big, big. I will never forget those who have been a blessing to my life number four do not let the passage of time 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 sometimes somebody helps you then five years later six years later seven years later eight years later ten years later twenty years later i thank god for bishop that many times there are people he will tell us let's go and visit this brother he is the one who showed us this land then we go and visit and give the person an offering. Yeah. There was a brother. He died last year. When we were going to move from Kaligono to our first cathedral, at, uh, we're moving from uh, the canteen where we used to meet to our first building, which was Kaligono Cathedral. He came to raise funds for us. He came to raise funds for us. We never forgot him till the day he died. We hadn't seen him for a long time and we were just discussing him 
were, were together discussing him that, oh, we haven't seen, has anybody heard from this brother? Padibru. How many people have we? I said, I have not heard for a long time. I have not heard them. Then Bishop said that he thought to himself something he, he wanted to do. I mean, he hasn't seen him for some time. He wants to go and do something for him. It wasn't long the man died. It's like we never forget people. Because what did he do? First, and how much offering did he raise? I think, I don't even know the amount. We didn't even count the money. As soon as he raised the amount, Bishop Dad came and said, the Lord has spoken to him that we should give that offering to the man who raised the offering. So even the money he raised, we didn't even use it. We gave everything to him. But can we begin to tell you the blessing that has come into our lives from that time? He showed us how to take tithe. We were not taking tithe in the church. Because we felt that churches, those who are not educated, you see, they like money and this. We, 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 are, we are professions. Even Tuesday, we don't take offering. Most of them were students. But that pastor came and said, we are denying the people of their God-given right and a channel for their blessing. Let them pay tight. Create an envelope. So I went to design the envelope in my office and printed it in my office and brought it to the church and distributed for people to put their tithe in. And from that moment, our income started to go up. You see, such a person, after so many years, he himself had a church, very small church somewhere, in terms of impact or that his big church is affecting our church, it never happened. But that one junction where he stood is what helped us to move to Kaligono. And can we ever stop saying thank you to him? You must never stop saying thank you to him. But you see, the passage of time came. He were not really together in a certain way. And so, but we never forget him. You never forget such a person for the role he played in your life. And you too, in your own life, who are those who have played roles? Why have you forgotten them? Why have you quarreled with them? Why have you deleted their number from your phone? Because passage of time can make you forget the impact of that help. But that day when you are being helped, it was so valuable to you. But when time passes, it just fades from your memory. Lift your hand and say, I'll never forget. Oh, I'm finishing. Recognize the hand of God in everything that happens. Recognize the hand of God. And then number six. Number six. That's the last but one. Grow in your understanding of why God blesses people. When you grow in your understanding, it will secure you from being a disloyal person. Because you would know that God blessed you. When King Solomon came, he had almost forgotten why God blessed him. The Bible says that for when Solomon was old, his wives turned his heart away from God to follow after other gods. And his heart was not wholly devoted to the Lord his father, uh, the Lord his God, as the heart of David his father had been. He had forgotten how God was with David and what it was that made David stand very secure in the sight of God. That's why he turned to serve other gods. And the last one, do not have a rebellious blackout a rebellious blackout a rebellious blackout is when you blot off some of the helps that have been given as nothing in your life all you did was to give birth to me share all he did was to give birth to you 
So it's not significant. So it's not important. That's why you are in this world. Otherwise, kill yourself and go. And come again in your own way. (laughs) But you see, you can easily blot off or black out that part of your life that all they did was to bring me to this life. But it is significant enough. Do you hear of the parents of Moses? Did you hear of them? Moses was the one God needed. And Moses needed somebody who was a Hebrew to enter the palace of Egypt and understand all their ways. And be very highly educated. Because I don't think that the Israelites in Egypt, they had any better education. Because when you are born in a palace, you'll be educated in the universities of Egypt. But the parents of Moses, all they did was to give birth to him and put him on the water and leave him at the place where the princess was coming to bath. Now Moses cannot say all my parents did was to put me on the water. Why did they abandon me? Sarah could not have said, why did Abraham say, I am not his wife, I am his sister? You see, because sometimes when something is happening, you can easily blot it out of your life and say that it is not as significant as they are making it out to be. All they did was to give birth to me. But they gave birth, brought you into this world and through that you are also here. That's why for me, my father that he didn't see me when I was 12, when I was 11, when I was 10, when I was 9, when I was 1, when I was, he didn't celebrate my birthday with me. It doesn't matter. He shouldn't even have come. He shouldn't come. It's not necessary. Because when, if he comes, he may come and take a decision that will affect me today. But I thank God for that particular junction. At the time he came, it was enough to make those three words. Go to Achimota and connect me with Bishop Dag so that today I can be standing here preaching powerfully to you and being a blessing for your life. My prayer for you is that you will never forget all the way and everyone who has been a blessing for you because that is the foundation on which your loyalty stands. And that same memory is in my mind. That same help is in my, is my focus. That same hand is what I'm also looking at. But you are always, oh, when you did this, you didn't do that. Oh, because of, oh, so if I say thank you to you, should I say thank you to you for the rest of my life? Yes. Yes. You must say thank you for the rest of your life. You must acknowledge it for the rest of your life. Because those words go to Achimota. If those words had not come into my life, I would not be standing here. Because Bishop Dag, Achimota, Peck, and Okoye. And even by his collar and my collar, I don't know how we relate. But for me, there, me to me, and Bishop Dag, in fact, in Kayensia, I don't know which circle I'll go and find him in. But it was in Achimota. And I was sent to the Western Compound. And in the Western Compound, that's where Bishop Dag was. And he was an SU person. And I had to uh, relate with him. And he handed over the fellowship to me. And recommended me to be the president of Achimota SU. Even though I had come from Prempe College, I became the Scripture Union president in Achimota School before I finished. 
Wow! What a blessing! What a blessing! What a man! What a help! And you too, in your own life, look at how this church has been a blessing to you. Never forget it. You are not a prostitute because of this church. You are not on drugs because of this church. You are not a weed smoker because of this church. You are not an armed robber because of this church. Why would you allow Satan or his agents to ever fight against this powerful church that God has raised up? May you stand as a warrior, as a mighty soldier, as a soldier of the cross to defend this great work that is going on in this area. God bless all of you. I tell you, I've enjoyed every moment of my time here. May you never be the same again. May your church be strong and stronger and stronger still. May you go from strength to strength, victory to victory, from victory to victory, from victory to victory. May you break every numerical barrier you have never broken. May you be stronger still. May your love be stronger still. May you love your God more than you have ever loved him. And may the name of King Jesus be exalted in our churches. May the salvation that he came to give to us, may it flow through Kumase, Ashanti region, and the regions beyond, until his name is on every lip. To God be the glory, great things he has done. Give the Lord a mighty hand clap. Wow. You have also done very well. God bless you for hanging around all this time to receive the impartation of his word. May this conference and the purpose for which it was sent, may it never depart from you. May every relationship you have stood for, may it be strong. Lift your hand and just pray and thank God. Father, we thank you. Oh, Masata Deria, Bashikandaremana. Lesomani katariando zebe deki alama inalama subre katandi ilaga zidea blessed be god na chani nimika paralama yemano sine nimika mandaralama eria baba sandana makataya yemano sine nimika paria mojine nimene rabota sine ibaka tandi idea kodarine Shima mama 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 jane ni mishaya Eriya bapandara la mosataka Ina doria bashine ni mikapara la babato zaya Ina doria bashine ni mikera Build your church Lord Make us strong Lord Join our hearts Lord Make us one Lord Masande katari deriya bapandara la Ekatoria bashine ni mikaya Blessed be God Blessed be God Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. We thank you. Lift your voice and just thank him. Say a word of thanks. A blessing. Say a word of thanks. Remember God. Remember the Lord. How he saved you. How he lifted you from the miry clay. How he put your feet on a rock to stay. How he put a song in your mouth to sing, even praise unto our God. Rapato Sunday, Berenimikaya. Hey, 
we thank you, Lord. We give you praise. For all that you've done, I will thank you. For all that you are going to do. All that you promised and all that you are is all that has carried me through. Jesus, I thank you. And I thank Thank you. And I thank you. Sing it again. Thank you for loving. Thank you for loving and setting me free. Oh, thank you for giving your life just for me. How I thank you. Jesus, I thank you. Grateful Lord, gratefully thank you. Oh, and I thank you. Oh, when I thank you, Father, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. You have said that Satan is out to this deceive and to turn the hearts of your flocks away from their shepherds tonight we are grateful to you for setting us free we are grateful to you for the deliverance that has come into our lives and salvation for tomorrow that we may never meet a rock and stumble on it and that we may never meet a pit that has been dug and fall into it thank you for saving us from the traps of the enemy that we may walk 
as one. For you said that by this shall all men know that we are your disciples, if we have love one for another. Thank you. Save us continually. Like you prayed for Peter, Lord, we pray for your flock, that we will be strong, that we will be faithful, that at the end of time you will say to us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. May that be said of us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let our churches be stronger than they have ever been. Continually build your church. Let not the gates of hell prevail against them. And may the grace of God that brings salvation continue to appear on us. May the grace of God that brings healing continue to flow in your churches. And may your pastors be stronger. May your shepherds be stronger. May your members be established. And may your kingdom come in our generation. We thank you, mighty Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap for Jesus. Okay, now. I don't know how we are going to do this, but you be seated a bit. I'm going to be praying. I'm going to lay hands on, on you as I said yesterday. I'm going to do this very fast. And when you come and I lay hands on you, believe God that something supernatural is being imparted to you. Because sometimes it is a gift that has to come upon you to transform you. For some of you, the impartation has already taken place. But there may be some others that require the laying on of hands. So when you come, when you come, stop. Stay for a few seconds. So the hand is taken off your head. But sometimes when people are coming and it's fast, as you are laying hands, even before sometimes your, your hand can touch, he has disappeared. But I believe that God wants to give us faithful men. When you look at David's life, the Bible says that God was with David and he had these powerful guys who were with him. They could kill giants, but they were with him. They could take cities, but they were with him. They could kill thousand soldiers, but they were all with him. So may God make us like that sort of people. And may God make you like what you have seen of my life. I'm telling you that God will make you like that. In your business, he will make you like that. In your church, he will make you like that. In your fellowship, he will make you like that. If you are a pastor, God will make you like that. And then you will also have people like that. In the mighty name of Jesus. So I want us to come. I don't know. I want to start from this group. Can we please stand on our feet? If you can give us some. Um, yes, Lord. Father, thank you. Father, we thank you for this anointing oil. A symbol of your power. A symbol of your presence. We want to ask that you will bless this oil. That it may be used as the holy anointing oil. By which the priests were set apart. By which the kings were enthroned. And by which the high priest was placed in office. And the prophet was released. We bless this oil. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father bless your servants. As we pray for them. Receive it. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes Lord. Be blessed. Be blessed. Thank you. Receive it.
that impartation come upon you receive it it is your portion thank you jesus may you never fail 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 thank you jesus the ways of Joab the rebellion of Korah deliver us from it oh father may we stand faithful that one day we shall hear those words oh well done good and faithful servant well done good and faithful servant well done good and faithful servant 
Lord, tonight, I pray for every one of your people here. You sent me to speak into their lives. And you unveiled your word to them. Tonight, by the power of the Holy Ghost, that anointing that makes for stability, for longevity in ministry, for togetherness and staying together and fighting together and running together and studying together and working together and working with you and knowing you together. May that grace and anointing come upon us. Come upon your churches. Come upon your pastors. Come upon your members. Come upon your sheep. Come upon your flock. Come upon your servants. In the name of Jesus. Save us from the spirit of evil. The spirit of the antichrist that is walking in the world today to fight your church and fight your servants save us from it that it shall never be that by my hand a church was destroyed by my hand a servant of god was discouraged by my hand somebody that you were raising up was quenched never to rise again may it never be deliver me from such a calamity Deliver us, O oh God, from such a catastrophe that when we have begun in the spirit, we may never end in the flesh. Thank you, Lord. Build your church. Let not the gates of hell prevail against them. And I thank you for every church represented here. Every church, even that is not represented here, in Lighthouse Chapel International. Lord, even in the churches around us, our brother's churches, our sister churches, our neighboring churches, Deliver your servants from the Ahithophels and the Absaloms that will rise and fight their fathers. Deliver them, O oh God. Let the churches be strong. Let the ministries be strong. Remove the seed, O oh God, of bitterness that lurks in our hearts. That your church indeed may be one and your people shall be one and serve you to the very end. Thank you for this conference. And we pray that everyone who has played a role to make it possible. You shall replenish the strength, the energy, the money, the input that they made. That your kingdom shall come and your sins shall ever rejoice. We thank you, mighty King. In Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is all time will allow us. Until next time. When I come your way with this same program, this has been your regular host. The anointed, powerful, encouraging, strengthening, exciting, enthusiastic, vivacious, dynamic, astute, man of God, the bishop, Eddie, Eddie, signing off. I love you all. God bless you.